Welcome to the Antioch Initiative Podcast, a podcast focused on the unreached of the world and topics related to seeing the unreached discipled in Christ's kingdom. In this interview with John, who is a missionary to Africa, we learn about the importance of closing the gap between cultures and what it's like to begin to share the gospel with our Muslim neighbors. John, thanks for being here with us. Yeah, glad to be here. John works with Somali Muslims in Africa, and uh, just excited to ask you a couple questions today about some tips in reaching uh, Somali Muslims. And uh, I'm just wondering, how do you bridge the gap between American Christians and, and Somali Muslims? Yeah, that's a good question because first we have to recognize there is a gap. Uh, if, we, we, if we expect that the things that make sense to us and that communicate to our culture and our language will make sense to them, we're going to have difficulty. They're coming right. in from a, a refugee background, different culture, different religion, different worldview. And so we have to come in knowing there's going to be a gap. And I think it's on us as followers of Jesus to bridge that gap. And, and right. so often I think we expect people to bridge it and come to us and we're lazy in our evangelism. Yeah. But we've got to go to them and we've got to make the effort to learn their culture and to value that culture. Mm-hmm. And rather than, uh, so honor, honor opens the door for the gospel to be heard. Right. And so rather than going in and being like, well, I don't like this and I like this and looking at the differences negatively, what if we come in with a lens of how is Jesus you know, how is Jesus revealing himself in this mm-hmm. culture? Uh, we call that contextualization. So how is Jesus, how can I share Jesus in the context of this culture? Right. Honoring it and trying to bridge a gap between that. And a couple ways, just really practically, that you can honor their culture is learning the language. Now, mm-hmm. that is a huge time investment. Uh, that is, not a normal person can necessarily do that in their schedule, mm-hmm. but even a little goes a long way. If you can come and say a couple phrases, sedate high, uh, just something like that, which means how are you, like, right. uh, just little things like that, it, it will open, uh, they'll be like, oh, you know that, and, and that kind of standoffishness for a lot of them will be like, oh, how do you know that you, li-? and you're saying, oh, yeah. and, and if you say, oh, I just love, so I'm interested in Somali culture, and you're genuine, you're not mm-hmm. lying, yep. those things can kind of tear down some of those walls. Right. Another thing to kind of bridge that cultural gap, and this is going to be counterintuitive, Hmm. Uh, but don't come in guns blazing with the gospel. Yeah. Uh, like, do you know Jesus? Like, well, they'll say they know Jesus because uh, they have a form of Jesus that uh, in the Quran, and they honored and revere Jesus as a prophet. And like, do you? If you come in with that street evangelistic approach, the walls go up real high. Yeah. And now you're going to get into more debate and, and rather than constructive conversation. Right. Uh, and so if we come in genuinely loving them, honoring them, trying to uh, m- kind of just get to know them, mm-hmm. uh, that will, the walls will come down. And another thing to think about is come, to, come and have a, have a reason for relationship. Right. Uh, and so Somalis tend to be pretty insulated. They don't, they don't mix well, so to speak, with other cultures, generally speaking. They kind of stay uh, together, and so if you can come in and meet a need mm-hmm. and serve them, mm-hmm. uh, they will. Uh, th- there will be a reason for that relationship, and even if it's just playing soccer together, or teaching English, or finding some way to just to get to know them, some reason that you're meeting within the context of the relationship that opens up the door for for many conversations. And so I think those are a couple ideas where you can kind of bridge that relational gap. Yeah, that's great. So. 
when you're out on the soccer field and you're doing some coaching or you're just hanging out with them, um, what's a good way to go ahead and, and connect with them and, and maybe get a chance to sit down with with a person you build a connection with? Yeah, it's uh, can be a little awkward, especially in our American context. For sure. Uh, but one, including them into your relationships as well. Uh, and, and so creating a place to belong before people believe. Mm. And so where the people can be loved. And it's good, too, if a person has more than one Christian touch point, so mm-hmm. to speak. So they're surrounded by loving Christians who, who care for them and are praying for them. Uh, not overwhelming them, but they, if they can have multiple. In our, our ministry, it's rare that one person on our team is only, they're the only person reaching out to this Somali. Right. You know, multiple people are coming at them relationally uh, and loving them and serving them. Uh, but, you know, maybe it's a little awkward at first, but saying, hey, hey I'm getting lunch. You want to get lunch? Hey, mm-hmm. you want to get coffee? I've got some time. You want to get coffee? Yeah. I mean, it is a little strange. Or, hey, my family, if you're part of a family, we're doing dinner tonight. Would you like to come over? Would your family like to come over? That, right. You know, that, uh, you know that is probably acceptable and, mm-hmm. from my experience, acceptable as well. So different ways of just kind of... Um, just putting yourself out there, putting yourself in a relationship, taking it the next step. Um, Gospel-wise, a way to kind of take that next step into relationship right. is, it's what I view it as fishing. You know, Jesus says we're fishers of men. And so when you fish, you throw out bait. Right. And so I throw out bait, and I see who bites. So if I'm in relationship with a, a number of Somalis, I'm going to throw out bait. And what I, what I mean by bait is something that's, um, something that is, a little softer in a sense, like it's not as offensive. So there are certain things that are going to be extremely offensive to a Somali. Uh, Jesus is God. (laughs) Jesus became man. He died on the cross, uh, the atonement for your your sins through his sacrifice. Uh, Those are going to be offensive and they're going to put the walls up. But if I come in with a story, I might just say, hey, I was reading this story this morning and you know, it, was a, it was about this, this father, and he had two sons. And one son took all the inheritance and left her. And I start st- yeah. so telling a story from Scripture. Yeah. Or I say, hey, I read this proverb, you know, uh, trust in the Lord with all your ways and lean not on your own understanding. And, and I start sharing this proverb to them. They love proverbs they? in their culture. Hmm. And so, uh, and, and then I'm looking for, I throw the bait out there s- spiritually, uh, and then I'm just looking to see how they react. And do right. they bite? Do they bite the bait? And uh, then I start kind of relationally honing in on those who are biting, those who are interested. And my end goal is to study the Bible with them. Mm. Uh, So people sometimes ask, what's your your evangelistic method? I'm like, the Bible. The Bible is our evangelistic method. And what I mean is, uh, so, so Somalis and Muslims in general... They believe things about Jesus, but it's, it's a false Jesus. So it's the, the wrong Jesus. Uh, Jesus is just a prophet, just a, was a man, though a holy man. So the wrong Jesus, and they're looking for him in the wrong place, which is the, the Quran. Right. So if we can get them looking for the right Jesus, Jesus as Lord, in the right place, the Bible, mm-hmm. that will do a lot of the work for us. The, you know, the Word of God is powerful. It divides, you know soul and spirit, bone and marrow. So the, the word of God, I've seen, if we can get them into reading the, the true scriptures, mm-hmm. that does a lot of the work for us. So my goal is always, can I study the Bible 
with them, ideally in my house, uh, with me personally, because their house is not really safe for them. Uh, if we can get into my house, a safe place, mm-hmm. uh, just one-on-one or something like that. Um, and if they have a friend, that's great. You know, if they mm-hmm. trust, they could bring as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we're studying the scriptures, and and there's different Bible studies out there that you can use. And another key that I've seen is with 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 Somali Muslims is what I call the narrative approach to proclamation. And so they have a, a belief of who God is through the Quran. And when they start, you start saying things, they're filtering it through the Quran or what they've learned or what they've been told. They might not right. know the Quran super right. well. But if we look at the scripture narratively, so I start in Genesis. You know, God created the world. It was good, but man fell. And we start building this through Abraham and the sacrifice of of Isaac that he almost gave, not Ishmael, mm-hmm. uh, but the story is very similar. And we start building the, the then he, God revealed himself to Moses and the tabernacle and the sacrificial system through the Levitical priesthood. And then David came and then there was these prophecies prophesying Messiah, but mankind was sinful over and over again, rebelling against God. And then Jesus comes. By the time we've spent maybe now, spending some time here though, maybe mm-hmm. eight, ten weeks, uh, meeting together, the time we get to Jesus, they've, they've built up a taste for Jesus, so to speak. Mm-hmm. What I mean is, like, he's not palatable. To, he's not, they, they don't have the taste for him right away. Uh, it's, he's offensive. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they've, they've, they've slowly started to see, okay, there is a sinful nature, something which they don't necessarily believe. Uh, in this. It's confusing. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> right, uh, they, they, right. Uh, but... There, these things, the sacrificial system, they start, which they do believe in a sacrificial system traditionally. And so you start building these, these building blocks mm-hmm. through the Old Testament, which they believe a lot of the same stories similarly right. in the Old Testament. And then when we get to Jesus, that narrative approach, they can kind of take them in more than they would if you just jumped right to Jesus. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so studying the Bible in person uh, kind of with a narrative approach, if seen has been effective. Uh, if you can't do that, if they can't meet with you, I send a lot of WhatsApp messages. Okay. They all use WhatsApp. Uh, I know they do, uh, even in the U.S. Over texting? Yeah. They so, prefer WhatsApp? Yeah. So, But you could send it anything, really. Right. Um, but that's the main one overseas. And so uh, what I'll do is I'll go on the Bible app. And there's no real easy way to do it, but I'll highlight the whole thing, yeah. copy it, you can share it, and I'll send it to them. 